It's happening. What's happening, Mac? I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday. Mm. If you could get those TPS reports on my desk, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love Office Space. <laughs> my favorite scene is, well, one of my favorite scenes is anything with Diedrich Bader, the actor, oh, the gosh, neighbor. he's so great. <laughs> there was a and, show I used to watch with him, and it's called Outsourced. Okay. He only stayed on like a season or two. So good. He was great, of course, on oh. the Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah, oh, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, he's really awesome. Well, good to see you. As, good to see you more often. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> shout out. Was this it's three times in a week, like uh, seven it, days? How rare, we, hadn't, we hadn't done that since we were back on the old radio. Yeah. I hadn't. <laughs> it's amazing what radio does to reunite us. That's fun, that's fun. Man, we had the best time Friday night. Oh. It was the best of time, and it was the best of times. So, let's see. Was that tub thumping? No. I was, was the best of time. What am I thinking of? I was quoting Dickens, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the two cities, but I, I changed Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, it was the best of times, but it was not the worst of times. You know what I honestly went in my head? She, she drinks, drinks a whiskey, whiskey drink. drink. She drinks a lager drink. Sings the songs that remind <laughs> you about the best. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> name another tub, Name another Chumbawamba song. I, I cannot. They don't need to. You know what I immediately think of when I think of Chumbawamba? What's that? Savage Garden. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm gonna t- there's actually uh, God. I'm gonna get off on a tangent. They're the most late '90s, early 2000s band of all time. <laughs> the most. I think there was a video in like an English pub after a soccer game. It's like 80 like Man United fans, just the most hardened soccer hooligans in all of England. And this one guy comes up to a mic and he starts singing truly madly deeply. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and then all 68 other guys behind him chime in. I'm gonna send you that link. You You're gonna that. enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Get, we got to give a couple shout outs before we get started. Shout out to uh, station manager, Mr. Raymond Jordan. Yes. For, for allowing us to be on oh, the show dude, Friday night. You're the man. I mean, he was awesome. He came in in his Tupelo attire. I know. Shook man. our hands and, and made sure we were fed uh, f- good with some Jimmy's Seaside. It was awesome. They bring in too much food. That guy that came in there, he looked like about like a 55 year old former college linebacker. No kidding, man. He was <laughs> stacked up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of beef in that studio. Yeah, don't you dare try to heist and hold up the Jimmy Seaside. You, you get a <laughs> face full of that guy. You don't want that. But uh, and also, man, I gotta say this: we we mentioned this guy on the podcast, you know, somewhat often. And he was one of our first, maybe our first guest, really. I'm mean, outside of Mitch McCamey. Yeah. But Adam Gore. Yes. I'd like to give a, a real big thanks to him. Um, we joke about you know. Uh, you know, he's the hardest working man, blah, blah, blah. Those, that's legit. It really is. I mean, he's he, he's And my check did arrive the other day, by the way. Yeah, it did. Know. Whoa, you got paid? <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, he was so gracious to invite us, and he is the the, the straw that stirs the drink. Yes. I mean, he makes that thing go, and, um, man, you you won't beat anybody more professional than him. It was awesome. No, he, not at all. I learned a lot from him. Oh, know. I learned a lot just Friday night, just sitting next to him. Yeah. How, how, how well he... I mean, obviously, he's done that 10 years. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He cued us. He saved our tail a couple of times because we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. I had a couple of nasal issues in the mic, and then I had a couple of laughter episodes thanks to Brian. That's okay. Um, we're cool with that. But me and the Brian laughter. are cool with that. But Adam had to keep us professional, so shout out to Adam for that. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, he Man, he's awesome. He's uh, I'm, Like I said, I'm really fortunate that he uh, he invited us to be on there. You know, I think we bring a, a cool element to the show, uh, but like I said, 
he's the guy that keeps us kind of. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. He keeps really us cool. from getting fired. <laughs> Already. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, he he's so he's so cool with all the things he can do. Like he had a Facebook Live hooked up. Oh, I know. I mean, we had two hundred fifty folks on. Which, there. if you watch that, I apologize at about the fifty-eight minute mark, maybe where I'm dancing while Brian's talking. So there's no need to apologize. Well, we let's just char- hope that that we should put that on our we should put that on our premium premium and charge for that. <laughs> Upcharged <laughs> needs to go black. No, but it was really fun. We look forward to doing it this Friday night. But uh, we're not going to talk much high school football on no. these episodes of the what Hap- What's Happening podcast because we're going to talk about it on Friday nights. So we're going to do it on our preview shows uh, that we're going to put out. But we are going to talk football. Yeah, it would be remiss. Yeah. Oh, you ready? What's the football? <laughs> you can sing that with no consonants for sure. <laughs> but I tell you what, we got we do have to talk about something big that happened. Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah, the captain Andrew Luck he retired. Tell me what your thoughts on that. Uh, well, Brian, I, you know, I don't know. I guess in today's age, and you and I have been through several of these like moments that happen in sports that kind of make you go, hmm. But um, I like to not have a knee jerk reaction. I like to not think as the public does. I guess you'd say I want to try to form my own opinion. I know it's very, very upsetting uh, for Colts fans, obviously. But I say that. This guy is is incredibly accomplished. He's so, so smart. As a matter of fact, I talked to my buddy John Gatlin over the weekend. His good friend, Parks Frazier from Corinth, is Andrew Luck's quarterback's coach. And one of the things that John said specifically about Parks is the main reason he was kept on staff at such a young, young age is because of how smart he is and his ability to communicate with Andrew. Because, in other words, Andrew needs somebody that's uber-intelligent to be able to communicate with him in practice, in games, front office, all that stuff. Um, but I think it's a really sad deal to me, man, because I think he's a guy that was always I – mean, obviously he has stayed hurt for seven years. Right. He hasn't really had just a period where he was 100%. You know, even in the years where he played a full schedule, there's things I think he's going through, playing through bruises and bumps. Uh, but, I mean, he's – I think it's the right decision for him – and I think it's kind of refreshing this day and age that, you know, I I compare it to the KD situation, I guess you'd say, uh, where, you know, KD could have easily done the same thing. I mean, he's won a t- couple titles, but basketball is different from football. You know, it's more, football's obviously more physical. Uh, it's more demanding of your body, I guess you'd say. Uh, and, you know, it's one thing about, you know, leaving your brothers. And I think, I think it was a really – Tough decision for him, I do. Yeah, shame on the Indy fans for booing him. Absolutely. First and foremost, I don't care who you're booing. You can say I'm booing uh, management in the organization. It doesn't matter. No. Don't boo. The, do not boo while that man is walking off the field. No. I mean, here, here's my thinking. He didn't know. He doesn't. Professional athletes do not owe the fans anything. Nothing. They do not owe the fans anything. They owe their organization, who pays them, and their teammates. They're different than musicians. Musicians owe their fans Everything. Yes, and but, they have to, and it has to show on stage. Absolutely, in their albums. That's yes. why they have to tour forever, and that's why the Stones that's are right. still touring. You know? But athletes don't owe us anything. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. So, kudos to Andrew Luck. Now, here's the thing: he he made a hundred million dollars in his career. That's correct. But he probably turned down by leaving three hundred to four hundred million dollars in earnings over the next ten years. If he played yeah. ten more years at thirty million, thirty five well, million. Just if he million, signs the contract. Just if he signs the contract. And endorsement stuff and, and all kind of stuff. So kudos to him for taking him his his own health. He's got a baby on the way. Yeah. He, he just knew, got married recently. Yeah, I mean kudos to him. I'm I'm down with that. I really am. And I'm gonna tell you the other thing that, that's really cool. And I actually read this this morning. 
uh, supposedly he was still owed some money, mm-hmm. and he deferred. He said, no, I want this organization. And I don't know if, if they're – and I think the Colts came back and said, no, 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 no. You earn this money. We're paying you. But I don't know. So I bet there'll be some kind of bargaining deal where he says, look, give me half. Y'all go sign you free safety with the other right. half. You well. know? So super, super good guy. Um, he's one of those Derek Jeter types, always says the right things, but I think he always means the right things. He's too, smart. So. He's real smart. Architect uh, and degree? I don't think that we've seen the last of Andrew Luck. I think we've seen the last of him in pads. I don't think we've seen the last of him, period. I don't know how – I'm not exactly sure how NFL rules work, but I feel like after a calendar year of being retired, you can go play. I, th- I think that's right. Well, here's my thinking. If I was tired of getting my brains beat in Indianapolis and I had a baby on the way, I might take a couple of years to get myself well. Sure. And I might go be the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars with the best defense in Leonard Fournette. Yeah. It's warm. I'm just saying. That's a thought. I, no, it's I mean, it's it's. I think it's definitely on the table. I think I think he's done for now, and I think he knows he's done for now. And that I makes think sense. it's one of those things that he's loyal enough to Indianapolis, mm-hmm. where I mean they they picked they used the first pick on him. Yeah, you know, in a in a good draft mm-hmm. to boot. You know, especially a good quarterback you, draft. Oh, it, well, RG three got taken second. You know, and yeah. they're speaking of other injured quarterback. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see that. I think that I think that Indy will get the first crack at him again if he doesn't want to play football. Yeah, I do too. And I think that would be his first, you know what, I started here, I want to finish here, I'm only going to do a small, you know, two, three-year deal or even a one-year deal to see if my body holds up. Right. But he's still a young guy. Um, you know, and I think that the football world would be fortunate to have him in the coaching ranks, in the broadcasting ranks. So, we had not heard the last Andrew Luck. I don't think so. We haven't. He's, he's, he's a smart guy. I could see him being in upper management. 100%. I could see him being in ownership. Like his father. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, here's a thought, though. The uh, There's a quandary that the Colts have because they have named Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby can't play Brissett as their quarterback. And there is a young man <laughs> who is waiting in the wings, probably sitting on a couch somewhere, chilling. But if the Colts want to get the first pick – they better not play Chad Kelly. I'm I'm of the same. Here's the thing. Brian. They better not play him. He going he's going to win. Jacoby Brissett. I don't want to. He's got to he, play the first two games because Chad's suspended. Correct. Yeah. I don't want to say he's a silver spoon quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. But he kind of had it made at North Carolina State. There wasn't just a ton of pressure to win. Started at Florida though. And yeah, he start he started out at Florida yeah. and transferred to North Carolina State. So he's he was the blue chip, Mister Everything. Now here's the thing. Obviously, I don't condone. Uh, I don't even root for Chad Kelly. But let me say this: Here's a guy started out at Clemson, kind of the same way, had to transfer, and had to take the long way back to Division One. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but he went to East Mississippi, which you know, obviously, last chance you, and he won himself a national championship. But there still were not a lot of college schools on his radar because of his pass. Well, Hugh Freeze gives him a chance, and he set the SEC on fire for two years. He's the ultimate gamer, and that's that's what I was getting at. Is he he this guy has played in a ton of big football games. Now, can he get the off the field stuff right? Here's the best thing that that could ha- possibly happen to him right now is the fact that he is the fact that he has to sit out these first two games. There is no choice but for him to get the realization of, I am one play away from being the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Whether and it be an injury or a bad pass. Uh, exactly. So, 
I think I can't wait. If there's if there's ever a maturity time, this is it for Chad Kelly. This is it. I'll be in Nashville if he's if he's playing in Nashville against the Titans. I love it. I just want to see it. Ain't no doubt. He, here's kind of what I believe. I remember about him. He won big games. He beat Alabama and stuff like that. But in a loss to LSU, he was. I think it was a loss to LSU. He was scrambling for a first down, kind of going into that you know the scoring part of the field, yeah. the red zone. And he was he was scrambling and running for the first down. And he tr- he didn't try to slide. He lowered his head oh, and, yeah. and he fumbled. He got hit by two DBs, a big old safety, and he fumbled it. And everybody was like, "Oh man, he should have slid." I was like, "Man, he knew if I don't pick up, it was a fourth down play." Oh I yeah. It's like if I don't pick up this first down, it's over. And I said, "Man, he's a gamer." And I, f- I feel oh, yeah. like if he ever gets a chance to play on Sundays, he'll prove it. Oh yeah. He's got to get out of his own way though. He does. He's got to he get does. out of his own way. But I'm, and you know, and that's the the best thing about Indian Indianapolis. You know, he's not in L.A. Mm-hmm. He's not in. New York City. And he's not in Denver. He's definitely not in Denver <laughs> anymore. So, Indianapolis is a cool city. It's a fun Midwestern town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if he takes over, say, like week four or five, mm-hmm. goes out there and wins two or three in a row, Indianapolis will be Swag Kellyville yeah, they in will. a hurry. Yeah, quickly. How quickly we will, they will forget. Oh, <laughs> no for sure, doubt. For so. sure. Well, speaking of that, uh, the Andrew Luck retirement, we kinda, I got derailed on talking about Swag Kelly, my bad. Um, football. Has always kind of been a place for prominent, re- quick retirements. Yes. You know what I mean? Like people who are prominent. You know, basketball, you don't see many people retire out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They Like even a guy like Penny who should have retired sure. hung on. You know, so t- tell me about some football prominent guys. You even come to mind? The, well, two specifically. One that the entire country always thinks about, obviously Barry Sanders. Yeah. Uh, you know, this guy, this guy had one of his statistically best years of his career. And then just up and was like, you know, I'm out. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing, man, you know, and this is something that we forget to respect is that these guys are human beings. They have families. Just kind of like we were talking about with Luck. We don't – we're not owed anything, you know. It's, I, I'm not here wanting to sit on, you know, and wear the white wig and say, well, you know, you can't retire. Right. But, you know, Barry Sanders, obviously, I think there was another, you know, at least six, seven years in his legs. He was tired of doing it in Detroit, though. I, exactly. You know, a lot of guys in their their current situation, they don't like what they're at. They don't see a way out in the trade. Or, you know, they kind of play the market and say, well, what could I get if I went here? That team's not willing to match that offer. He says, well, okay, well, I've made enough. I can go sell hair loss for men commercials, make yeah. a million dollars a year doing that, and still get a check from the NFL. So, uh, but the other I was going to think of, and I hope I don't steal the one you're thinking of, is Patrick Willis. No, no, you didn't steal it. Uh, Patrick Willis. I, I know injury plagued, obviously, also. Uh, but, you know, those those are two guys who were absolute rock stars in this league. I mean, and especially Patrick Willis in the modern day. I mean, what did he play? Six years, maybe? Is that right? Seven? Or something like that. I mean, yeah. It wasn't very long. Especially I, I, thought it, I thought it was eight. eight. I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was eight years, yeah. Came out in 09, 08. Something like that. Maybe. Late 2000s, yeah, mid like to late that. 2000s. Uh, but that guy, I mean, there was a time where people were talking about him being the future of the NFL on defense. And, and the numbers he was putting up year to year in San Francisco, 100-plus tackles, you know, double-digit sacks, a couple of picks, several tackles for loss. I mean, those are two guys that I just think of immediately because I'm going to tell you something, Brian. Longevity in this league now, if you don't play defensive line or offensive line, your years are numbered. You're one – and, and the main reason for the offensive-defensive line thing, and, you know, these guys, they hit each other immediately. No, There's no head of steam that's going to hit a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman. If you play a skill position, or if you're a guy delivering a hit and you accidentally go too low, I mean, your career could be over in a, in a matter of a play. So, 
Your ability to walk could be over a hundred percent or think clearly. Think Michael Irvin. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. But you know, I think there's 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 I think that, that luck has set a precedent that's that has I think Barry Sanders before the age of social media, it was kind of a taboo thing. I think there were more people upset then and even Patrick Willis than there are now over luck. But I think Andrew Luck has set a good precedent for the NFL to say, you know what? If you don't want to be here, it's okay. Right. And I think you'll start to see more people retire a little bit earlier than you thought they would. Yeah. Well, in the years that Barry San- since the years that Barry Sanders has retired until now, I feel like the CTE and the concussion and the long term yeah. effect, long term effects of playing pro football or football in general have kind of come more to the forefront. Oh, it's eye opening. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, a couple guys that were on my radar, um, Calvin Johnson. Oh yeah, that, that's know, a great. One. Also a lion. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of I hate to say the this word, but kind of damning to the lions. You know what I yeah. mean? Two guys said I would rather retire in my prime than play for this franchise. Absolutely. Um, and another one that. Not really a modern name, but it, I, I, I kind of knew about this, and I kind of did a little research to make sure I was right. Jim Brown. Yeah, absolutely. He was 29. Yeah. At 29 years old, he he came off, uh, I think, an MVP and maybe an NFL championship or got beat in the NFL yeah. championship or something. He had rushed for – he averaged 100 yards per game for his career and five yards a carry, and he retired at 29 to go be an actor and do other things. Yeah. I mean, just uh, pursue other interests. That's, and, you know, and at the time, like – I think Jim Brown was such a superstar at the time, not just for his football, but because, you know, here's a guy that came from Syracuse. He was Mr. Everything at Syracuse, and then he's Mr. Everything in the NFL. It's almost like people knew that guy was going to be an actor. Mm-hmm. They knew he was going to do other <clears throat> stuff. Like, you're not going to go see Calvin Johnson in the next, you know, Avengers movie. You know, I, so. I always thought Calvin Johnson would resurface somewhere. Me too. I thought he would take a couple years off and say, I am not playing for the Lions anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Go play for a contender. Sure. But he sure. didn't. I guess he just, yeah. After you take some time off. If there's anybody of those guys that retired early that, it, like, I could feel, I would feel like right now, like, you know what? If there's one guy you need to call, Right before the deadline, call Calvin. You know, I, I I bet if he put on if he has put on twenty five pounds of dad weight, he'd be a heck of a tight end. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It was like, look, man, our tight end got hurt. Uh, you mind coming to play week sixteen, seventeen, four? See how it goes. Can you cut somebody and get up and run down the field? Yeah. I mean, can, you know, but uh, but yeah, I, I really think, uh, yeah, he him him and Jim Brown were top of top of my list. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, a little more football talk. Yeah. College football starts this week. Ooh. The did Rebel, you watch that game Saturday night? A little bit of it I did. A little bit of it. Stuff, it was man. good stuff. It's wacky. You know, it was oh, just, it was it was just Florida, Miami. You yeah. knew it was going to be some crazy stuff. A- absolutely. But th- I would expect no less. But it was a good start to the football season. And if that's kind of how the season goes, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. what I want, man. Yeah. In a world where we have to deal with the fact that likely it's going to be Alabama – it's going to be the it's going to be the typical. You know, we talked about this in the last podcast. It's Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, probably Notre Dame, probably again, Notre Dame. You know? Uh, you know, there's going to be Ohio State or Michigan or what. You know, it's going Heisman to be the Trophy Blue winner Justin Fields at Ohio State. I'm going to keep go pounding again. that drum. There you go again. <laughs> but you know, you, we talk about that. For sure. That's what I want too, man. I want to see some chaos. I want to see one of these blue bloods roll into somebody else's house week one, week two. On the road, hostile environment, hot as all get out outside and come away with a loss. I, I love that stuff. That's what makes college football so great. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to the game up in Memphis. Uh, it's going to be hotter than the pits of Hades. It, it, uh, Brian, that's the hottest game on the planet. I don't care if I don't care if A&M and Texas State decided to play in Rio. 
it will be hotter at the Liberty Bowl all for right. Ole Miss. So here, all right, so just give my prognostication on the game. I think Memphis wins by four. Okay. We've already talked to you about that. We did. Talk um, about I don't that. think Ole Miss necessarily is going to play bad and lose. Memphis is just going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. I could see it being a bit of a shootout because Memphis is not known for their defensive acumen. And I think the Rebels are going to be getting some things in the right order going forward, you know, on their defensive sure. side of the ball. I think Ole Miss's offense is going to be ahead of their defense right now. Sure. I really do. Um, and Memphis is going to be able to score. Uh, they're going to run the ball. Patrick Taylor, good running back. Oh, yeah. Uh, they got some skill position guys. Brady White can't throw it down the field very far. Look for some screens. Sure. Stuff like that. Um, so, not even speaking to the game. After the game is over, and Ole Miss fans. I want to speak to the game real quick. Okay, okay. I, I was about to say I, I was about to say something. Go ahead and speak to the game. Because uh, I want to hear the after the game. Yeah. Important. But I'm going to take a different approach on this. Well, I was going to tell people not to go crazy and start fisticuffs out there. Oh, please Memphis, yeah. Memphis is not the place to go no, to jail. That's no, what I was no, going to no. get at. That's a, that's yeah, a, yeah. Either side. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't speaking like, oh, we'll talk about the party afterwards. No, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, everybody come together at Paddo's. No, that's coming up later. But, no, I was going to tell people don't do things stupid. No, no, Yeah, because no, no, it's no. not worth it. Anyway, tell, talk about the game. I actually really like Ole Miss in this game. The more I, and more I hope you're right. And I'm going to tell you why. Very, very seldom in the history of this series, and they play. How long? How many years have they played? I mean, it's it, okay. Ole Miss has it's forty nine to eleven and like three. Okay. So I mean, yeah, that I heard that today. Well, well, what I'm so sixty five times, and I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the the overall history. Yeah, I would have to go back and look of how many times Memphis was actually favored, but I think that's going to be something that really, really bothers, and I think that Matt Luke and his staff are going to drive home this week as. Here we are going to a Conference USA school in a year we really want to go get to a bowl game. And if we want to get to a bowl game, this is a game we got to win to do it. I think I, might, I don't even want to call it an upset. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously per Vegas it would, it be, would be. It would be, yeah. Uh, I think Ole Miss goes up to Memphis and gets a win on Saturday. I would love for that to happen. I mean, I, would, I think it's going to be a competitive game. The one thing I think that cannot happen. I think for and, and you, this is so this is like the ABC keys to the game. They say the most obvious thing ever. I think it's ever so more important this game. I think Ole Miss offensively needs to get out to a really fast start. I'm down it with would it. be good for them to score in this game early, whether it be three or seven. But one thing I, I one thing for Ole Miss's sake that I hope doesn't happen for them is I don't want them to be staring at a 14-0, 14-3 deficit yeah. at the end of the third quarter or first quarter yeah. or middle of the second quarter. I could see that get to where they you know they would start to kind of hang their head a little bit. So I think if they could go out there early and say, hey, you know what, this is not the team that, you know, has been bad two years in a row. This this team right here is turning the corner. I I, just, I really like Ole Miss this game. Well, I, I got I, a good feeling for I it. like your positive vibe there. Um, I like the fact that you talked about getting off to a, a quick start. I think Rich Rod will have that first drive mapped oh, it's, out. It, it's been scripted mm-hmm. since mid-July. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working out the kinks as we speak. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Having a guy like him at the helm, having uh, Coach McCarthy – yeah, at the, at the, at on defense on the defense side of the ball, I think they're going to be in the right spots. And you know, I, I just this, really do. There be much more organization. We talked about this too. You know, like one of the most fun offenses I've ever watched in the past twenty years was when Pat White and Steve Slayton were at West Man, Virginia and they got that uniforms. spread option going. Man, you know, Matt Corral is no slouch running the football. He is a quick twitch athlete. If they can get some similar, you know, and that's that's one of the things that plagued Tomu last year is when he couldn't run, they became really predictable. But you know, you got this feisty little sophomore in now that doesn't mind pulling it when he doesn't Chad see Kelly the light, and he can get outside the pocket and really do some damage with his legs. I think I think Scotty Phillips has a big game Saturday. Mm, I like that. I think that that that's the Ole Miss's keys to victory, 
is make sure Scotty Phillips has a big game. Make them stop Scotty Phillips before you do anything else because Memphis has not notoriously been a team defensively that really can, you know, cause you some havoc. So, I think they're going to have success moving the ball, and I like the Rebels in the end. Well, your big prediction there is the Ole Miss is going to win. My big prediction of the game is that Jerry Ganeli is going to score a touchdown. I like that prediction. I don't, I, he's going to find gotta the paint. they got to get him the ball in space. He, they're gonna, he's going to find the paint somewhere. Yep. Well, tell me about the Bulldogs. Really interesting week for the Bulldogs, man. Mm, uh, well, we, we, know, we don't we – don't, it, it was – there are better days ahead. We'll just there say are that. Better, yeah. uh, you know, so obviously everybody knows by now, Mississippi State hit with sanctions, uh, uh, been put on NCAA probation. Uh, Ten different players and a basketball player, academic, you know. There's Who's no, the b-ball player? Take a guess. Oh, man, is it Nick Weatherspoon? Yeah. Okay. The same guy that was <laughs> same guy that was suspended at the end of last year for the same reason. But and he's a heck of a player. He, needs to he is, out. you know, and, and it's it, from what I understand, ten players have to miss up to eight games. I don't know if it's got to be consecutive, how that works, whatever. But uh, I know that Willie Gay, Chauncey Rivers, I think are two of the names mentioned. That's going to be a huge loss for Mississippi State. Two of probably the most talented players on the defense. State's recruited well. Uh, you know, it'll give some guys, especially early, uh, a time, you know, a chance to get in and prove their worth. Um, but the guys that are coming back that did start, that have played a lot of experience, are going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. I think if those two guys play, uh, if there is no sanctions, and, and let me say this, I'm not excusing this as a Mississippi State fan. One thing I'm really, really proud of Mississippi State for doing is going ahead and agreeing to the sanctions and saying, we're fine, we self-reported this, we're working with you, we'll take whatever punishment's doled out. No postseason ban. Obviously, the year does look a little bit more bleak than it probably did. You know, you know. I think there's a little bit more optimism before this news came out. But uh, you know, it's. I'm glad that it's. It's behind. It's done. To my knowledge, the papers are signed. Uh, we can move on from here. Yeah. And and let me say this too. As far as punishments concerned, NCAA, if you're listening, take out vacated wins. Nobody cares. No one cares. No, if if Mississippi State went 15 and 0 three years in a row. And you told me that they had to vacate all forty-five wins. I'm gonna be like, I don't care, because I was at twenty-seven of those games, and I still watched them win. Yeah, you know, it's like you yeah. know, you can't take vacated away wins. Saw. You just you need to Shame. if you want to really like start putting the medal to people, take that out because people laugh at that. It's it's not important. Wasn't important USC. Wasn't important Ole Miss. It wasn't important. You know, there's it's, there's bigger things on people's that, minds. Yeah, I mean, they, it's they, the past. They They're t- worried about the future. They tell me that the University of Memphis did not play in the 2008 Final Four, but that's not true. They most certainly did. They, I mean, it's so true. <laughs> I mean, it happened. <laughs> you know, they also didn't play in '85 either. They said because they took that one away too. <laughs> they, they were there, but, but anyway, no, no I agree. Know, that's a sham. The vacated wins. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, it's. I think the year does look a little bit more bleak. Uh, I've told you this before. I'm very realistic about Mississippi State. I don't think they beat Bama this year. Uh, obviously, LSU is going to be difficult to beat. Auburn, Texas a and the usual suspects. Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Uh, they're always going to be tough. Toughest conference in America, toughest division in the toughest conference. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I, I don't expect them to have a tough time with uh, UL Lafayette. But, I mean, for me, Brian, the jury's out. You know, I'm, I'm – I don't like giving coaches a free pass. I like Joe Moorhead. It's I'm not here to sit here and say I don't think he's the guy. I think it's way too early he for might that. Not be, but but, but he but might not, not yeah, be. You know, and I, I think it's one of those deals. Last year, uh, everybody's hang up was the offense. Where you just lost possibly your two best defensive players. If your de- defense is going to take a hit this year, you know I want to you know this fancy razzle dazzle offense. I want to see what it's about now. And I can tell you this, and I hate to compare it to Dan Mullen because they're two different different people with different styles, 
But by year two, Dan Mullen had Chris Relf at quarterback and had that thing roll into the tune of about 380 yards of rushing offense a game. He took what he had and said, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to make people stop it. That's what I want to see from Joe Moorhead. Obviously, Tommy Stevens just got named the starter. You know, I, I think he's going to be good, really good. I do. I, I think he. Do. I think he is. I think he's going to be the second best quarterback of this era, other than Dak. I think he's going to. I gonna, can see it. I think he's going to be better than Russell, than Ralph. He's going to be well, better and than. You know, Fitzgerald. we talk about this, and this is something he's I've good. always believed in. You know, he had a great showing at the Manning camp. He was there. He was the breakout player at the Manning he's camp. Comfortable. Whenever people that really know the quarterback position say that you can spin it, mm-hmm. that means you are a very, very good passer. You can really, really throw a football. That may not mean the decision-making is fantastic. It means you really – the ball looks really good coming out of your hands. So, uh, you know, and he's been in Joe Mo's system before. Right. So I hope that the familiar and, – and, and I think one good news thing for Mississippi State fans is the fact that Keaton did transfer. Yep. Because it said to him, this guy's just considerably better than me doing what Coach Moorhead wants to do. I'm not going to play at all because he's that good. Yeah. And I I'm, I wish Keaton the best. Right. I, I love Keaton. I'll never forget the Egg Bowl comeback that he almost won two years ago and then beating Lamar Jackson, Heisman, uh, Louisville team in the mm-hmm. bowl game. So, uh, you know, props to him. I hope he lands on his feet. You know, I think he'll do well where he lands. Uh, but I'm excited for Tommy Stevens. I am. You know, one year, let's see what happens. Well, I'm going to get my pose a win, win total for you. Seven and a half over under. Ooh, Brian. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over just simply because I think State gets to a bowl game. I think they are 7-5, and five, and I think they win, they their win bowl the bowl game. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't – yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think yep. they'll win seven and then probably yep. win the bowl game. Maybe. Yep. So, okay, we're good. Well, what about uh, Ole Miss? We, uh, I want you – what's – I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to set the over-under at five and a half. Under. So, you're, you're not going bowling this year. No, I think improvement – uh, but it might not equal out in the win-loss conference. Can I can I say something, Brian? Yeah. This is going to be a really, really if, – if, 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 if Ole Miss can just stay in it and stay marginally healthy and they could get around that four-win mark around late October, there's going to be one or two games on that schedule that they're not supposed to win. And somebody that they're playing is going to be something like eight and one or seven and two looking to go to a New Year's Bowl game. It's going to be at home. It's going to be 11 a.m. kickoff. And the Rebels are going to go in there and really, really cause some trouble. Well, I, I think for them to get to a bowl game, they've got to beat Memphis and Cal. Yeah, like I think before. so. I think they lose to Memphis, but I think they beat Cal. Okay. And I think that gets them to the five. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Well, and, and, and when we talk next week, this could dramatically change yeah. your tune. I could be doing. Depending on how this Memphis game. Right, yeah, that's one thing yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. Me, I'm, I'm, sure. That's a good, you know, that's a. Shout out to Ole Miss for going and playing a school right kind of in your backyard. Yeah, that, that you, you compete for recruits against. Yeah, I mean, you really do. They've always competed for kids against yeah. each other because Alabama and LSU and the big schools, they go to Memphis to get what they want. That's right. So Ole Miss is competing with guys like 100%. Memphis for guys from Mississippi and, sure. and Memphis. So sure. it'll, be a, it'll be a good game. Um, i got a quick question for you. Sure. College basketball yeah. has a non-viewable closed-door preseason scrimmages the nfl uh, as you watch in hard knocks oh, yeah. has controlled scrimmages offense first you know sure. ones versus ones twos versus twos kind of thing like that um do you think college football would be well served to have something like that i think there's pros and cons okay the biggest pros i think you could get out of it especially i think the way you'd have to set this up because i can say this in, in hard knocks 
they're getting ready for a gauntlet, and there's only 30 teams. In the NCAA, you're looking at 130-something. So I think what you do – I think for – let's use Ole Miss as an example. I think if you're Ole Miss, I don't think you go to Wisconsin. Mm. Because – and if you're Wisconsin, I don't think you go to Oxford. Because no. I don't think – I think you want to pick a school that's, you know, somebody that's kind of mid-level. You feel like you can move the ball well. Maybe somebody that lost eight starters defensively. I think you do that. It could be a really good experience, especially if you get to travel across country. Mm-hmm. Like you and I talked about earlier, like, you know – uh, you used the example just you and I were talking off the air of Nevada. That'd be a really good one. Yeah. Give your kids an opportunity to go see a different part of the world, uh, you know, and, and probably perform, get what you wanted to get out of it. You right. know, say, look, we're going to run 30 control plays from scrimmage offensively, 30 defensively. We'll all go out to the Grand Canyon. We'll have a meal after fellowship, yeah. and then we'll fly back. Or you might even have to pay the smaller school. Yeah, to you. I, that would be a good thing for college but football on that end. Also, open it up to – Boosters, season ticket holders. Sure. Like, I mean, find a way to make this a big yeah. deal. I mean, I don't know. It, it really much a de facto high school jamboree. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. And you could do it yeah. like, you know, at the end of July. Like, give it a little bit more time than the high school does. Or go to go to the vault and have Ole Miss play Nevada. And, and then have, Southern Miss play Utah. Yeah, and then have Delta State play somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like that would be really good. And you could, you could get a little revenue out yeah, of it. Yeah. A lot of teams could get what they want. That would be really, really cool. That would, I can tell you this. If that's something that they offered and it was regional, that's something I would attend. Think about how fun it would be to tailgate with six other schools oh my gosh. On, on campus. And it, it, something that college football desperately needs because of how rivalries are. Call them like Jamboree sites. Make it a big deal. Yes. Let ESPN pub it up. Send, like, send I people can tell to, you, yeah. too, that definitely need it. It would be really, really cool. That, just hear me out here. If State and Ole Miss played a Jamboree or, like, say – State went to Bama, mm-hmm. and you know both of them played Somebody two else, directional yeah. schools that are somewhat regional. Like maybe mm-hmm. State play UCF, and Bama play you know um, South Florida, Murray State, or Murray State. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then like and then Ole Miss and Auburn, and then you swap the next year. And really, like you said, because some schools and State and Ole Miss is becoming one. There's a toxicity level that needs to just mm-hmm. die down a little yeah. bit. And and here's the thing, and this is we've talked about that we talked about this a long time ago. One thing that that would benefit that jamboree style open, I would have no problem with State and Ole Miss playing the same jamboree together, just playing two different schools. But like, because here's the thing, let's say Oxford, let's say Ole Miss went down to Starkville, and uh, Ole Miss played uh, Tulane, and State played uh, Middle Tennessee State. It would give a you it would give people a chance to not care about what the other side was doing for right. one weekend. Say, hey man, you know I'm a sophomore at Mississippi State. I got buddies that are sophomores at Ole Miss. Y'all come down. Y'all come stay with me this weekend. Right. We'll watch a couple quarters of football. We'll go out. We'll we'll eat. We'll have a good time. Good luck on your season. And maybe we won't kill each other November 28th. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, and to, to do stuff like that. Um, man, I don't know if I could hang out. I mean, like it would be tough. I oh, feel. I know, but like, I mean, like the the natural inclination is to sit there and watch and boo. You know what I mean? It just, but you're right. It would be fun, man. But like, you, if the universities pitched it as, "Hey, we're rivals on right. Thanksgiving," but you know, let's be civil this weekend. There's nothing to root. There's no reason why you need to root yeah. against the other school this weekend. Yeah. And I think it it takes it have like a big cooking thing, contest Brian. or something. Yeah, yeah like Rebel Bulldog cook off yeah, like yeah, they do yeah. in Pontotoc yeah, and Tupelo. Like that, yeah. I th- 
one thing specifically that 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 and, and here's the, here's one thing that's misconstrued. I think on the field, I want the rivalry to be nasty. I yeah. want them to be so mad at each other they're ready to rip each other's heads off. But there's no reason the sixty thousand other like people. No. there's no reason. Yeah, you know, no, so. I agree. Well, I like your take on it. Um, I, I would like for them to be able to figure out a way to do it. Yes. Um, the NFL rules be cool, like just like you see, um, man, you don't hit the quarterback, yeah. no, no cut block, Absolutely. no chop block, like nothing crazy, but like yeah. really controlled. Um, and televise it. Yeah, yeah, televise it. Like, <laughs> so like great. just yeah, just like ESPN. What else are you watching? At SEC the end of Network July? would have like boom, 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 boom. Yes. And what I think would be really cool is you're not gonna play a lot of your ones. No. So it lets you see what you, you're. Check out your depth chart. Absolutely. And if you have it before school actually starts, you can kind of figure out a redshirt situation. This guy's Absolutely not going to play. I mean, good. and you could also be really honest with kids before school starts and they could leave. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look. And give them the opportunity to not have to sit out hey, extra. Yeah. yeah it's hey, a man. Great hey, point. man. We did, you know, look, no, you saw how. We'll sp- find you somewhere. Yeah. Play. Spring didn't go real good for you. And then we got here to the, you know, fall practice. And yeah. I mean, you didn't play much. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be. Some pretty good things there. And yep. it helps that portal situation out considerably. It does, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up the uh, the football talk, i got to talk about some local entertainment. entertainment. As usual. Maycorp South Center has really uh, – ex- They've kicked up the heat, They right? They have <laughs> ripped the knob I, I got you. I got you. I'm going to save it for Friday. I hope so. I, I want to that. be my new my, my sign-on thing is crank it up and rip the knob off. I love it. The coming of Yeah How was great the other That's night. That's awesome. That was a good. Uh, but man, they have booked Rodney Carrington. He is coming to Tupelo. That's so funny. What do you man. think about that? I love it. Are I you think th- I'm dancing with a man? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, since we're on, uh, since we're on this adult themed uh, podcast, I can actually speak anatomically. One of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life is the song "Dear Penis." I'm just being honest. We won't delve into it. But man, y'all, we'll say it one more time. Google Rodney Carrington, Dear Penis. It is one of the funniest songs. Man, it's it's comedy gold. But he's great. And I think he's kind of in the long in that vein of the uh you know, the whole Southern comedian oh, comedy yeah. tour thing. But he's he pokes at himself because he's gotten kind of fat. I'll tell you my favorite little and I could say this, I don't mind saying this, is he's he's actually doing stand up and he's it's just one of his you know, little bits. Uh he talks about going to the doctor's office and getting a prostate exam. Mm-hmm. And he, t- he talks about it. He says, you know, I hadn't seen the doctor. I've been waiting here an hour. I'm ill. I'm mad. And then here comes this guy in, 68305. He's like, all right, you ready for your exam? He said, I am when you take that Super Bowl ring off. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'll never forget that. First time I've ever heard that. It's the hardest I've laughed in a while. That's funny. What? That's going to be a good show, no what, doubt. Th- who else is coming here? Uh, Gary Allen, November 9th. Oh. I'm a, I'm a Gary Allen fan. I'm a, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a closet Gary Allen fan, but he just hasn't done anything in quite some time, and I used to love some of his old country tunes. Man, he was a he was a true ballad country artist. It wasn't just a ton of fast-paced, energetic, let's go have fun, get in the back of truck country, but, so you know, Smoke Rings in the Dark. Um, he remade, uh, what was the Vertical Horizon song? Uh, the, uh, the Best I Ever Had. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he, yeah, man, he's, I'm a Gary Allen fan, man. He's, He's a good artist, and I'm I'm excited he's coming back, and I'm hoping I get a chance to go. Might be date night with Gary Allen. It might be date night with Gary Allen. Well, I'm not gonna go on a date with Gary Allen, but <laughs> I know what Brian's saying. Worried, For sure. So. Well, you know, uh, man, thinking about Rodney Carrington got me kind of. I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite stand up, you know, thing you've seen all time? Not even close. Dave Chappelle. Okay. Um, was it killing me softly? Was that the one you enjoyed? Well, there's. Well, I love that one. And here's the thing, folks. This, you know, this. This is not a PG podcast, but it's not an, an NC-17 podcast either. So 
I just want to say, if, if you enjoy, and it, let me let me say what I love about Dave Chappelle. One thing I absolutely loved about Dave Chappelle was when he was a sketch comedy and actually had the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was so fair, and he still carries this into his his actual stand-up, is he is willing to make fun of anybody. Man, I love it. So he And he doesn't do it with an ill heart, and he will even explain that. If you watch some of his new stand-ups, he... Uh, yeah, one drop tonight. That's why I was asking this. Yeah, 100%. Netflix, yeah. Uh, and I can't, I've, I've already, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> but no, what I was going to say is, man, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what your, your gender, your, your race, your ethnicity, anything like that. He's going to make fun of you, but then he's going to also explain now that he's gotten more mature. Hey, look, I don't have anything against you. I'm just getting paid to be funny. And he'll say, he's like, you guys came paid to see me. So I'm going to say what I want. And you know, so Dave Chappelle, I, I just I think he's the best man. He's so great. I think I've literally seen every single one of his standups. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a he guy. His show was awesome, but I yeah. think his stand up now is better since he was able to. Leave and it's a little show. more yeah. educated. Yeah, you know, it and it's not under the microscope, so it's it's so yeah. funny, yeah. man. Uh, I was always a Chris Rock guy. Oh, I love the Chris tall Rock. salad man. All that stuff was real funny. <laughs> like those were those were really good. Really good stand-up. Um, he was another person that would bag on anybody. Didn't matter. Oh, yeah. Didn't matter. Um, Eddie Murphy, Raw and Delirious were groundbreaking. Oh. You know? those. Yeah, yeah. That's old school, those man. Old school. That's so funny. But my favorite thing that I have ever stand-up watched in my entire life, and I will, I don't care how old I get, the original Kings of Dude, Comedy I, is the funniest thing. I saw it at the mall. I have theater. it on DVD right behind you somewhere. I have, it's so funny. I, I've had to own it several times because I keep losing it. People stealing it. It's so good. <laughs> but that Steve Harvey emceeing the whole thing and him, it's it is literally the first thing. But him and Cedric and Bernie and Bernie Nadia he was just average. He was just kind of there. He was probably he's, hilarious. He's he was probably hilarious. But man, those three, those three guys. Man, when 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 Steve Harvey talks about the Titanic <laughs> and when he talks about Ray Carruth. <laughs> Being in Nashville, <laughs> I can't, I can't stop. I really can't. And Cedric, man, he talks about the wish factor. Yeah, we, say, we wish <laughs> we can't say yeah. it, but obviously, yeah. That's, yeah. If you haven't seen that and you're thirty, get with it. Well, the, the thing about comedies and even comedic movies and old Saturday Night Lives is sometimes they don't age. The, this is one. The original this is Kings the of one. Comedy. It. Ages. It will so be funny well. when I'm 80. It if will, I make it, it, will 80, be. it I will, will watch it and laugh. When Cedric talks about black people going into space, <laughs> watch it. I can't say more, <laughs> but it's just, it's good. But one thing that I love about stand up comedy in general, people bash it because they're sensitive. People, yeah. you know, stand up comedy brings more people together than it does drive them apart. Oh, absolutely. It gives all people of all different shapes, sizes, races, colors, ethnicities, genders a chance to come together and say, that's funny. This, you just laughed at the same thing I did, and we couldn't be any more different. You want to break the ice, put a bunch of different ethnicities in a room and have a really good comedian make a bunch of ethnic jokes. 100%. They, they'll all leave there trying to go Everybody get a beer laugh. together. Yeah, for real. For sure. No doubt. That's awesome. Well, man, it was good to see you. It, it was fantastic seeing you, Brian. And it's Monday. So I'm gonna it see is you. Monday. I'm going to see you Friday. I'm case on the Mondays, by the way, so this has been a refreshing. Hell no, man. Did you reference? But no, no kidding. It's been fun, man. We appreciate you all listening. Check us out again Friday. We're going to put another pod out for you again next week. Uh, should have a good bit coming your way this fall. We should be able yeah. to get together at least once a week. And, and There's a and, lot going on. Oh, it's so much going on. We love this time of year. Uh, you could check us out on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. We're on four platforms now. Spotify, yeah. Fireside, Stitcher, 
and waiting on uh, Apple. Still Not waiting four. on you, Apple. I had to say great. four. Just in case they're listening, I want them to know. I, 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 know. I do want to say this. Uh, folks of the area, I, I, I forgot to give a shout-out to my guy. When you're leaving your football game this weekend, you're headed home. If you don't quite want to go home, stop by Blue Canoe and get a, a Connie's Blueberry Donut oh. Bread Pudding. And when you go in there, tell Adam that uh, the What's Brian Happening Podcast sent you. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I we miss should. <laughs> I miss Crack Fries, and I miss Adam, and I miss – I hadn't been in a while. I've been so busy, but yeah. But no, no kidding. We appreciate you all listening. Uh, we'll have this up pretty soon, and uh, check us out on Friday at Miss, 90, Miss 98, 97.5. Uh, and you can actually stream that also online, too. Yeah, I'm going to have it on – And we're going to put it on Facebook Live. Yes, we will be on Facebook and Live. I'm gonna, so you can I'm gonna, laugh at how we look. I'm going to share it on the the What's Happening Pod's Facebook page, and I'm going to share it on my own personal Facebook page, and I don't do anything really from that. So, so, so good, yeah, watch it there. That'll be good stuff. Folks, thank you for listening again. Brian, always good to see you. We'll see you next time on What's Happening.